This is Radio Dad with Mike Austin. Shining the spotlight on dads, stepdads, granddads, all dads. Bye, Daddy. And now, Mike Austin. Well, hello and welcome to the latest Radio Dad podcast. This is Mike Austin, and we're recording this on the late afternoon of Christmas Eve 2021. And we want to wish a Merry Christmas and thank our fine sponsor right off the bat, BeRescued.com. And if you didn't order some stuff there for Christmas presents at BeRescued.com, do so. Just get you, treat yourself, Dad. They've got manly products. They've got shave balm. They've got uh, aftershave balm. They've got tooth gel, all made from the natural bee propolis of bees. BeRescued.com. Now, um, we'll be going to... Midnight Mass later on, and then and then we have friends actually coming over right after that. So it'll be about 2, 2.30 in the morning. We will actually start a party. Ah, uh, such is the life around the Austin family compound. But um, if you're hearing this, I wish you a Merry Christmas. You're hearing it most likely after Christmas. And so you would think, oh, well, after Christmas has started. And you would think, well, why are we talking about Christmas trees? Because that's today's topic, and I'll introduce our guest here in just a minute. But Christmas doesn't actually start until Christmas Day. You know, Christmas Eve is the eve, the night before Christmas Day. Then there's those 12 days of Christmas, and uh, if you do it right, you don't throw that tree out right after the day after Christmas, the same day you take all the gifts back. No, no, no. So we'll get into that here a little bit later on. Our guest will be a good friend of mine, uh, a guy who lives uh, pretty modestly out on the prairie. Uh, he grew up on the prairie, on the farm. This guy knows cattle. He knows trees. He knows grass. He knows, uh, I don't know, the movement of the stars. I don't know. Johnny is an interesting guy. I've never had a subject that I've talked to him about and needed an answer to as far as um, you know, homesteading or anything like that, he hasn't had the top off the top of his head an answer that he hasn't had experience with. And so, John Yellico, don't you know, uh, he's going to join us today on uh, this podcast of Radio Dad. And John is also a, a dad. He's got two really fabulous sons and one in heaven, actually. So three, and um. We won't get into that, but we're going to talk about Christmas tree preservation and why you preserve it. I mean, as I said, Christmas just will be starting. Like I said, we're recording this Christmas Eve. Christmas starts tomorrow, and so leave the tree up at least a week. I know maybe it's drying out. Well, that's kind of one of the things we want to get into as well. Uh, before we get to John, uh, there is a, this is something that's kind of deadly. I thought. I came across this article, something called a challenge Network, very manly thing to do. Have you heard of this? I had not, <clears throat> but it seems very, um, I think I was already doing this, and maybe you are too, without having a title for it, a name for it. A challenge network is a group of guys, it can be just one or two, in fact, that's how you start out, but basically these are guys who will tell it to you straight, not to insult you, not to knock you down, not to make themselves feel better. Not to give you um, negative ideas or criticism, but guys who will tell it to you straight, constructively, brutally honest feedback on anything from your work to maybe you have an idea for a product or something you want to start. 
Um, I've had this idea for uh, uh, my own brand of coffee because I love coffee. And I'm getting into tea now, too. <laughs> that may be another day. But uh, And my friend Randy, I've run things past him. Anyway, this is on an ongoing basis. Maybe it's just your conduct out there in the world. And guys will pull you aside. and you, This is your challenge network. Hey, you know what? We got to tell you this. Uh, they'll And they'll openly debate you and be willing to admit they're wrong. It's kind of like, uh, this is my idea, now change my mind kind of thing. Whatever you're doing, whatever you're thinking, how you're acting, all of that. Your challenge network. And the reason why is because they want what's best for you. Yeah, these are these are your closest, closest, closest allies. Now, if you normally respond to feedback in a negative way or you try to avoid it, uh, then you're going to have to change that attitude going in. But here's a couple of tips on where to find a challenge network. You, you, you start small. Like I said, it could be one, maybe two people. <clears throat> and uh, that one or two people, that, 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 that somebody you trust, I mean, completely. And will stay confidential. Someone who will tell you exactly what they think and not pull punches. Without, again, being argumentative, criticizing, they, even though, if, and then only if criticism is warranted, that kind of thing. And then you start to build out your challenge network over a period of time. These are friends of yours, maybe family members, although most people that I've run into, uh, the family is not part of the challenge network. But it could be. It depends how close you are with them. Could be people you've worked with in the past that you've admired, old bosses even. Um and they're not, you don't want naysayers. You don't want cynics. You don't want people, again, who will come at you and go like, you are totally wrong. What are you, nuts? Oh, well, maybe you do. But not cynics. That, that'll never work. Well, give me the reasons. You see what I mean? But they have to, they can't be afraid to disagree with you either. These are not yes people. So you want to build your network slowly over time, your challenge network. These are guys, preferably other dads, I think, if you're talking dadly stuff. Um, and it, it, the article I read, one of them, suggested that it be outside your normal group of, of folks. And I don't know about that one. I, I don't know if I could juggle two close groups of people. You see what I'm saying? But it does help if they have different backgrounds than you do. Um. Some studies, they actually have studied this, and it actually helps if you have two, three people in your life that are very, very close, your challenge network, as we say, that have totally different backgrounds than you. Think about that. Well, that'd be great. Yeah. Anyway, ask friends to, to introduce you to people that they know that you don't know, maybe. People who work in different fields. This would be where I would think a good gentlemanly evening together. I have a friend, Jesus, and he's been on this show before. Jesus. Garcia, very gentlemanly. You never see him without a coat and a turtleneck or a tie or a sport coat or something. He has people that, you ever wonder about these people? Like, yes, I had friends over for dinner. How often do you do that? Without, I mean, I'm not talking about beer and pizza. I'm talking about eating dinner. Jesus does that. Then they'll retire to his study. Yes, he has an office, not a man cave, but an office, a study. And, uh, you know, a little fire in the fireplace, glass of brandy, a cigar, that kind of thing. So maybe this would be a good thing where gentlemanly or maybe even dadly get-togethers uh, could be over coffee at a cafe or 
Preferably not, though. I think a cafe probably would be too public. You can't talk openly there. You'd have to whisper. But a good glass of bourbon or wine and a cigar, if you're into that. Anyway, your challenge network. Think about it. You think about that as we uh, get into our podcast today. Again, we're recording Radio Dad this time around on Christmas Eve 2021. You're looking into the new year. Um, So Merry Christmas, I will tell you that. And now let's get to our guest. John Yellico, don't you know, he is a, a, he's been a truck driver, a farmer, a ranch hand, a roofer, uh, you name it, man. He's a guy who works with his hands and he knows a lot off the top of his head and the top of his head he has to be careful of, especially he's walking around. He's a tall guy uh, with Christmas decorations still hanging up at the Yellico house. He's John Yellico, Johnny. Yeah, mistletoe <laughs> hanging above appropriate appropriate archways. Do people even do mistletoe anymore? I don't think that's correct anymore. In this day and age, you can't. Really? I thought the tree huggers usually <laughs> stayed around the base of the tree. <laughs> mistletoe is like a parasite of deciduous trees. Is it really? It's fungus? Yeah. If you look, if you look, um, it's it's always in oak trees. Well, not oak trees, but oaks, you know, hardwoods. Uh, it grows up in the top branches, and a lot of places, like you'll see, like it's like a it, the tree's almost dead where it's growing. Oh wow! Because it actually, I think, grows into the bark of the tree, and they used to shoot it down with twenty-two long rifles. <laughs> so you'd shoot for the stem, and then you'd get a nice big thump of mistletoe. We used to do that. I don't know if it's illegal or not, but... I've never seen it in the wild. I don't even know, can you get it in the store anymore? If you drive, like when the trees don't have their their leaves, I mean, you, you can look up and you see these clumps that are out on the branches. In the forks of a tree, a lot of times it's a squirrel's nest. But if you see these dark clumps, that's a lot of times mistletoe. I mean, it's naturally occurring, right? It's a thing. Do squirrels stop and kiss when they go underneath <clears throat> it, I wonder? I don't know where that came from. I don't, well, I read, now we're going to get to, ladies and gentlemen, today's theme, your tree and how to maintain it. And now, your tree and how to maintain it. So, it, it, it was a, a thing where in medieval times, I think it was, I had a book up here, the kids got me, where... If you were two armies, now I don't, I can't see this happening or imagine this happening. If you were two armies or two guys, let's say two guys that were, you know, going to duel it out, and, you're, and you find yourself under mistletoe, you lay your arms down for the day. Really? You stop fighting for the day. So it's some kind of a truce. Yeah, it's a, it's the truce bush. How about that? Yeah, truce serum. So we're going to talk about the preservation and keeping of a Christmas tree. And when is the final day to take it down? Is it Epiphany or when? Uh, traditionally? Yeah, I think so. I think um, it is. But you can have your you can have your tree up, I guess, as long as it's not going to shed. But you go real tree. I would imagine out on the prairie, you're a real tree guy. Yeah, you can buy them. You can cut them. Uh, cedar trees that grow in pastures, you can use them, but they don't have a very long shelf life. They smell better, though, don't they? They smell nice, yeah. They, yeah, they smell cedar. pretty good. I like that. So, okay, first of all, the, of the many types of pine trees, I don't know how familiar you are with pine trees, but I just wonder, what is the best kind? For instance, the only, like, okay, you got your Douglas fir, you got your blue spruce. After that, I'm lost. Oh, blue spruce. I think they have a Normandy spruce. I think they've got... I mean, white pine. It's got it's got a lot of uh, 
a lot of branches, but the brushy parts, what are yeah. those called? Yeah, yeah those, there's not much of it. So you have a lot of branches and very little greenery. Okay. I, You know, I haven't been to a Christmas tree place in so long. John, let me just explain real quick. Every year, our tree comes out of a box that lives under the stairway. And then every year, it goes back into that same box. It's kind of like a, <laughs> a, a tree, you know, a seed hatching and... It, it, it sort of is. It yeah. grows. Yeah. Within a day, the, the yeah. children find the correct colored, coated branch that goes in the color-coded hole. They build literally a tree. It's beautiful. And it looks real. It is, it is real. It's not a hologram. And you don't have to water it. You can, but that's fruitless, really. It's, it's futile. So do you have, a, do you have a, a train track go around the bottom of it, too? No, no. we don't have a toy train. That was it. You know what? My mom used to have a little village that she would build under the tree with a sheet. She always, Dad always put a white sheet under around the tree so it looked like snow. And then Mom would build this little town underneath there. We used to sit there as kids and look. Yeah, it was nice. So let's get back to keeping your tree. You got to water these things every day. This, see, this is the problem with a real tree. You got to water that every day. Yeah, it's amazing. You wouldn't think it that they drink that much. But they must, like, uh, you know, it must evaporate off the tree. Especially, like, if you have it in a house that's that's the got dry. a dry heat. Yeah. yeah. When we were kids, like, we had to water the tree, like, top it off every day, I think. But the thing about buying a tree is when you get it, you know, the sap has sealed the base of the stump. Oh, yeah. So you actually have to cut it again. It won't get the water it needs. So you have to cut the stump, cut like an inch off the stump. Okay. A lot of times you cut it more because you're sealing uh, you know in the tree matching them up but yeah you got to cut a little a layer off so that it can could you drill water. holes into it drill holes into the stump that would work too yeah yeah and then you could put little tubes in each hole with a, a an electric pump and it just pumps the water in <clears throat> on a regular interval kind of like a tree iv oh. write that down somebody call <laughs> tree iv Aren't real trees a bigger fire danger, right? Yeah, especially if you put real candles on them. Yeah, don't do that. I never understood that. In the old days, where did they live? Wooden, dry, wooden houses. A cabin somewhere. What do you bring in but a dry tree that has sap that's very flammable, and it drips off of the thing, and you sit that in a corner next to the wood with real candles on it. This is Beeswax 1800s. burning. You know, my theory is that they thought that it would be good to have an appreciation for the basic comforts that we all enjoy every day and which we forget about because yes. of all the circumstances and everything happening in our lives that we think is really important. But if we were ever to lose those basic necessities, everything we thought was important would go out the window, and we'd all of a sudden appreciate them, right? So if you have this tree that's literally about to go up in flames and your whole house and everything you own with it, it kind of puts things in perspective on Christmas Day, doesn't it? It kind of does. Maybe that's why. I like that. What if, what if, okay, somebody come up with this. I'm not a good, in, I have great ideas, but I can't invent stuff. It always doesn't turn out so well. What if you had, all right, the angel at the top of the tree, right? Yeah. Or a star. Some people put the star up there. What if that 
had a sensor in it, an electronic moisture sensor that, that beeped when the tree was too dry, right? And you could hook that up to an automatic, like it had a little tank, a little water tank down the side, and, it, and, the, and the angel or the star at the top, okay, so it senses it, it automatically tells the pump at the bottom to pump from the tank into the tree, Problem solved. And here's, let's go further. The top of the tree, star or angel, could also be a sprinkler system so that if there is a fire, drenches the tree and you're done. There you go. This is the wisdom of the prairie, ladies and gentlemen. This is, this is, you got to think outside the tree. You know what I think you need, Mike? I think you need a tree, what do they call those holograms? A tree hologram? Yeah. Yeah. Is that what they call that? I guess. It's like an image. Like oh, a projected there you go. Just project the tree up. I was driving by somebody's house oh, yeah. tonight, and I didn't know. I, I, I saw this blinking in the corner of my eye, and I thought it was like an emergency vehicle. And it was a projected light array on the side of their house, starting at the top. It was like 30 feet tall, yep. and it was like blinking squares of red and green like yeah. squares on top of squares all the way down the side of the house yeah it's like it, it or then they have ones that are just dots it looks like your house is is splattered with paint or something they have another one it's snowflakes we have one in our neighborhood it's got big giant snowflakes all over. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking with john yellico the man who is uh, don't you know he's john yellico he's you know john's done a lot farming ranching uh, landscaping, he's uh, the lumberjacking, I don't know, construction. Anyway, we're talking about the preservation of Christmas tree here, recording this uh, Radio Dad podcast on Christmas Eve. And you don't take that tree down day after tomorrow. Leave it up. The 12 days of Christmas and all of that. And we're going to get back into it here in just a minute. Uh, get away from Chris' decorations and talk about the preservation of that tree and other stuff with John Yellico right after this from BeRescued.com on the Radio Dad Podcast. So, you've decided to make a few changes in the new year, huh? Maybe you should start with the very healthy products from our friends at BeRescued.com. They've been working hard on that website. Some new products there for you? Like maybe start the new year off by making smoothies or sprinkling on salads some of the very healthy bee pollen. It's good for you in a lot of different ways. You'll find something that uh, is good for you and your family. BeRescued.com, a Salome Brands company. Welcome back to your uh, Radio Dad podcast, the uh, end of the year, into the new year version, I guess. We, as we said earlier, we're recording this on Christmas Eve, and uh, don't take that tree down. That's kind of what we're talking about with John Yellico, our guest, uh, uh, preserving a tree. But we kind of off on a side uh, a note here, but it really, I think, is poignant for us to get into as dads, lead the family, and do a simpler kind of life. You know, you can get caught up in the... Uh, and we'll get back to the physical treatment of your tree in moments, but right now... <laughs> Here's the thing, though. If, and I still remember, the first time we ever got into doing, because I was totally Christmas like the world before. This is how I grew up, right? Uh, thousands of presents, even if they're little tiny Tootsie Rolls, you wrap them up big, make them under the tree. So, so everybody run the wraps a great big present there, and then they spill out into the living room, and it's fun time, and they, you know, there's drinks, and there's merriment, and it's just from Thanksgiving on. When you 
put Christmas in the right frame of mind. And everyone knows what I mean by that. It's hard to break your, your, your mindset from the world to doing that. But when you do, it is so much more enjoyable. It's a deeper thing. But you got to let yourself get there. So it's kind of like more of an appreciation because you've experienced the crazy rat race. I think so. Yeah. I think so. And it's so radically different than what the crazy rat race is. Exactly. So that tree that's in the corner, if you haven't, uh, if we haven't reminded you with our conversation, go water that right now while you're listening. So here's a question for you on a natural, natural level, Mr. Prairie. Uh, I was reading the other day about tree fungus. You got to be careful on Christmas. Real Christmas trees bringing them in with the fungus on them, don't they? Is there like really? a mold spores or some kind of spore or something? Yeah, yeah. And some there's certain uh, makes or models of uh, whatever you want to even say it of uh, pine tree. I think Douglas fir is more apt to have it than something else. I don't know. I didn't know that. Well, no. where's the prairie wisdom, John? This is this is a prairie. Trees? Don't it's know just, what trees are. Yeah, I don't know what trees are. They're windbreaks. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, there's there's a lot of tree diseases that are, well, I mean, the ash borer. Oh, so yeah. But you're it, not bringing an it, ash tree into your house. No, but I could understand now, you know, that the, there is a, um, it might be a parasite. It's not the same thing. So it's Christmas tree talk, general Christmas talk. Uh, we're just about out of time here, actually. We've had some fun here today, and we try to have a little fun and try and get a little good information out for for your life. Uh, just one last thing. Once you uh, do get rid of the tree, whether you're not, uh, maybe you live in town, you put it out on the curb and uh, on Epiphany or whatever, I don't know. But if you have a pond, I've been told this, or pond, you throw it in the pond. It makes great uh, tree, uh, the, the fish love it. They make a little house around it, and then you can go fishing right where your Christmas trees go. Yeah, it's shelter. Some of the smaller fishes can get away from the big ones. Mm-hmm. That's the way the circle of life works, ladies and gentlemen. And life on the prairie is a little tough. All right, listen, John, we're going to cut you loose. It's Christmas tree. Christmas tree etiquette. Christmas tree talk. Tree talk. What did you say before? Tree? Tree talk. Two or tree? Uh, two or tree things? Or, I don't know. Two or tree things? <laughs> two or tree. That's the way they say it in Chicago. All right. <laughs> All right, we'll see you, John. All right, take care. Bye. Ah, good old John Yellico. Johnny, he's one of my uh, guys in my uh, my challenge network. I had to look back at the title of what that was. Uh, Tree Talk today, and, and we're going to wrap up the uh, Radio Dad podcast. Our thanks to our fine, fine sponsors. Do uh, peruse their website. You'll find something you like there, Dad. BeRescued.com. If it wasn't for them, we couldn't do what we do, and we thank you as well for downloading. Share this podcast with your pals, with your friends, and if you got an idea for something for us to talk about, fatherhood, dadliness, family, uh, traditions, whatever, uh, or a guest you'd like us to pursue, uh, do let me know. You can always get a hold of me through radiodad.com, our website. And we'll talk next time here on the Radio Dad Podcast. <laughs>